Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, sure, there is one thing I could talk to you about, but it's, it's super dumb. I would like to talk to you about one super dumb thing. If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V.I.G. Ah! I miss the old Kanye, straight from the gold Kanye. Chop up the soul Kanye, set on his goals Kanye. I hate the new Kanye, the bad mood Kanye, the always rude Kanye, spazzing the news Kanye. And I love you like Kanye loves Kanye. I know what'll cheer you up. We listen to Funny Morning Zoo on radio. You're listening to Backwards KFMB. I am the penis, here with buttocks. Hello, buttocks. <laughs> ah, human. A wedding party in Southfield turned ugly today when a bunch of ugly people showed up. And now... It's Milana Vonch. Bye. Wait, let's take it from, take Sh- it from the top. Try again? No. It's Milana. How are you? <laughs> Our feature presentation. Oh. I mean, that happened. How adorable is she, by She's the, way. the best, yeah. Um, genuinely nice person. Agreed. Just adorable. She's adorable. Real Are you mocking me girl. for saying she's adorable? She's no. No, we're agreed. No, we just agreed. literally said it five times, and I agree 100%. <laughs> she okay. might be one of the loveliest humans on the planet. Not only adorable, does so much good for the world. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Thank you. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Tuesday morning, the 31st of July. Adorable. Adorable, right? <laughs> Can a grown man pull off the word adorable? No. no. I've been trying to tell you that for 10 years. But in Milana Weintrub's case, mm-hmm. it's the most accurate word in the English language to describe her. Look, you asked the question. Mm-hmm. Can a grown man pull off adorable? The answer is no. Yeah. Okay. Maybe try, she's so squee. Try that. <laughs> we're shorting it to adorbs? Adorbs. Yes. That's now better. Now we're talking. I don't know like you can pull that off. That's in my wheelhouse. We try uh, we try hard here on the Kevin and Bean Show to bring you uh, lots of features that involve interesting uh, stories in the news. We do uh, uh, Bean Seth Corner. We do uh, What's Up with Florida. Uh, people are dumb. Nine one one is a joke because there's a lot of there's a lot of crazy news happening in the world. Right. Uh, and I think it may be time to try to debut a, a new feature here. Oh wow! I don't, so early. I don't know if I don't know if this is going to uh, stick. I don't know if this is going to be uh, you know this could be one that lasts forever. But I think I'd like to kick off the uh, the primary, uh, the first edition of it, if you don't mind. So get get the reverb ready here, Kevin. Okay. I got a little bit of a theme song here. Ladies and gentlemen, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna set it up. I'll say it's time for, and then you bring up the reverb. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our new feature here on the Kevin and Bean Show. It's time for pianos in the news. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I said pianos in the news. Again, I don't know if it's an all-timer. Yeah, I'm just going to rule right now and say no. Wow, so soon? Well, I mean, I mean, this is the first. This is the first episode. Yeah. You just watched the 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 first episode of a new series before you decided you hate it. But it's it. what's it called? It's called 
Pianos in the news. Right, okay. So that tells you a lot. I mean, let's hear them out. Okay. Okay, you're not optimistic, but okay, let's see. <laughs> two, uh, two stories came across uh, my desk here this week about pianos, ex- about pianos in the news. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here's a family. He is a an English heart disease researcher. He and his wife and his two children are moving from England to New Zealand. Now, New Zealand is one of the many countries in the world, and I don't disagree with the policy. They're a, a member of, uh, of the UN Convention on International Trade for Endangered Species, which means they don't let you import ivory, okay? Right. Because they're trying to stop people from going to Africa and killing the elephants and then selling the ivory. So a lot of countries say you can't bring ivory in. Well, he was moving along with his other his other household items, a 19th century antique upright piano. A 123-year-old upright piano. Hmm. When it arrived on the other end in New Zealand, they ripped all of the piano keys out of his piano. What? Because they were made of ivory. (gasps) Because piano keys for centuries were made of ivory. That's just what they used. Wow. And they're like, wait a minute. I didn't go out and kill an elephant, and I'm trying to get a Tuscan to sell it for you know for somebody's uh, boner pills. Did you say a, <laughs> an antique piano? Did you say it was 123 years old? Yes. Oh, but they destroyed but, that, wow. and they destroyed it. The uh, the uh, they're believe me, they are suing. First of all, they have to fit expensive synthetic tops to the keys to get the piano to even work again, and they are also suing the government so that they will hopefully pay for uh, you know pay for the damage. To, to to their piano. That's crazy. Can you imagine how furious you would be if you have this antique piano in your house? It's a family heirloom, by the way. He, you know, it's been in his family forever. Can you imagine if you show up on the other end and you go to sit down with your piano and all the keys are missing? <laughs> Nobody wants that. Agreed. Mm-hmm. If you're just joining us, we're doing our new feature called... Oh, man. That was on me. That was my... Uh, all right. I apologize. Our new feature called... Pianos in the News. Mm. Okay, so here's the other story, and I think you guys oh, are going to love this one. Oh, God, there's more. No, there's two. There's okay. two stories. I think you guys are going to love this one. Okay. This is a, a family in suburban uh, Detroit, the Varchetti family. They ordered a pizza from Hungry Howie's, which I'm, I'm not familiar with. Perhaps it's a, uh, a Midwest chain. Hungry Howie's. The pizza guy shows up at their house. As he hands him their pizza, he peeks inside their living room and says, that is a beautiful piano. <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird thing to say. Right? It is. Hey, well, Do you, you mind if I take pizza. a look at it? <laughs> yes. The pizza guy says, beautiful piano. Do you mind if I take a look at it? Now, where, where are you guys with that request if I'm, you're the guy getting the pizza at the door? I'm, hey, thanks for the pizza. Go away. Right. Who's looking in my house and then asking me to come in and look at right? it? Right? That's a good-looking wife. Mind if I take a look at her? <laughs> Beat so, it, kid. So, so you... <laughs> Beat it, kid. So you think maybe this, this our is new like feature. a whole... Beat it, kid. Beat it, kid. <laughs> I love that name. We've got to come up with a segment for that. Right. So you think that this is maybe like a home invasion robbery getting ready to happen or something I, like that? Like, why is this pizza delivery guy yes. wanting to get in my house, right? I don't like it. At worst, but even at best, if he's interested in your piano, I don't care. Go away. Beat it, Beat it, kid. Right? His name is Bryce Dudal. He is 18 years old. He had just graduated from high school. So he sits down at the piano and says, do you mind if I try it out? Get out, kid. <laughs> kid. So he's just living in the house now with the Varchetti. What is happening? So the pizza guy, 18, sits down and starts playing the piano. 
being Mr. You're going to tell me this is the pizza guy. This is the pizza guy. This For is real? the pizza guy playing the third movement of Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. You should see the video of the guy in his little pizza outfit sitting there at the piano just wailing. Who <laughs> saw this coming? Um, Anyone that's taken piano lessons and has a part-time job. <laughs> I mean, that's well, more than piano lessons. Yeah, this is a kid. Yeah, this is a kid who taught himself to play the piano when he was around six years old. By the way, then he just fell in love with the instrument. One of the first things he learned to play, by the way, was the theme song to the cartoon Scooby Doo. (laughs) He couldn't read music, obviously, as a tiny little kid, so he used to play everything by ear. In fact, he taught himself to play this movement of the Beethoven Moonlight Sonata by ear. Hmm. Couldn't right. read music. Taught himself to read it. That's impressive. Uh, his mother bought him Beethoven CDs. He uh, just kept playing and playing and taking lessons and lessons. He gave up the piano about a year ago to concentrate on baseball. He's trying to get a baseball scholarship to college now that he's out of high school. But he still enjoys sitting down and playing piano from time to time. Nobody saw this coming, you guys. Beat it, kid. Beat it. Our new feature. <laughs> Beat it, kid. And this has been Pianos. Oh, big finisher. Still want the echo? In the news. Okay. Mm. All right. I think Beat It Kid is going to last longer than Piano's in the news, but <laughs> we'll see. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Beat Show, shall we? As happy as this news makes us, Albert, we can't put this on the radio. A uh, brand new Kevin and Bean internet roundup on the program today. Uh, movie lines that you use in real life. We all seem to quote certain movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to talk about that today. We have. Uh, I, don't we... Think, I don't think you could have a conversation with Chip if she had never seen Step Brothers. Agreed. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Ross, comedian in studio. Oh, I talk, love him so much. Talking about the Bruce Willis roast and his roast battle as well. Uh, we've got uh, tickets for the Kevin and Bean Built This Pool singles party. We're going to do that twice today. And uh, Demetrius Johnson from the UFC, Mighty Mouse himself, will be here on the Kevin and Bean Show. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Hey, Allie McKay. Hey, Bean. What's happening this bright and early Tuesday? Well, I think you know. Uh, That sounded threatening. Do you know, Bean? I do not. Okay. This is going to be a hashtag me too, is it? No. Okay, good. It's National Avocado Day. Oh, sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. Super. Sure. Super exciting. Beat it, kid. Beat it, kid. (laughs) Let me know if you have any issues with this. Or if I'm just being a dick. Okay. Okay. Can it be both? It can, absolutely. Go ahead. In celebration of the holiday, Chipotle announced it will be giving away free guacamole with the purchase of an entree. For one day only, guac is not extra. So it's not free guacamole. It's if you buy an entree, it's just not extra. Is it free? Um, I mean, it is because ordinarily it would cost you like 50 cents or whatever the add-on is for guac, right? I mean, it's not a tremendous value. So I'm saying Chipotle. It's National Avocado Day. Step up. Step it up a bit. Step it up. Right. Give free guac and chips to anyone walking in off the street with me 15 times because I love restaurants. I love their guac and chips is what I'm saying. My um, my concern is emergency rooms may not have enough staff yeah, on hand tonight hands. for, you know. Avocado hand. You know, we got to, I mean, no, if it's, it's not National yeah. Avocado Day, look out. 
Yeah, it's a real thing, Kevin. White people are going to be slicing and dicing their hands all day long today. Yeah, it is, uh, I would say, majority of white people. And my favorite thing is when we talked about it and how it's it's happening all across the world, not just here. What was it, New Zealand? Like, a big chunk of their population. Oh, it was insane. When we did that story, Kevin, I think you were out. The, the stat from New Zealand, tiny little country, there had been over 300 emergency room visits for avocado hand this year. There are 314 people that live there. What is wrong with them? <laughs> it's insane. But I love that every single one of our listeners was like, that's white people. We know how to cut gua- uh, avocados or guacamole. You know right. see that? You see that? You see how white people do? That's what now, I'm saying. I'm going to maybe change your mind here. Uh, Dave, our producer, the king mm-hmm. of Mexico. Dave, can you hear me, son? Yeah, yeah. How much is guacamole as an extra, as an add-on at Chipotle? It's usually about $150 to $2. How about now, Allie? Now you're saving some real money. Oh, I'm saying that's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> Is it? It's that much. I'm stunned that for it's a that side much. of guac. Is that yeah. true? Wow, so worth it though. It's so good. It really is some of the best guac. He <laughs> might not be Mexican enough for for us to trust him on this. Correct. Just the simple math, or that it's the best. Oh, the simple math. Simple math. Okay, I was going to say because as a Mexican, I think it's great. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and thank you to the. I think we're up to 754 people that sent me the story about Alex Trebek. Mm. I thank you. Alex Trebek. Nope, he's very much alive. But he has said that there's a 50-50 chance and a little less that he'll stay on board when his contract expires in two years. He has hosted Jeopardy since 1984. And when asked by Harvey Levin who he could see replacing him, he name-checked two people. One what is it? a love ballad of Turd Ferguson. It's not Turd Ferguson. Mm, One was a very interesting choice. He said, I mentioned to our producer not so long ago that the fellow that does play-by-play for the L.A. Kings, they should consider him. Talking about Alex Faust. Huh. I thought, well, I think he's doing the Kings because he was young and, oh, Bob Miller's retired. Get that young mm-hmm. guy in. Right. Keep him there forever. Right. Is that the same skill set, calling play-by-play hockey and hosting a game show on Very TV? similar. Very similar. Okay. No. no. And then he said, there's an attorney, Laura Coates. She's African-American. She appears on some of the cable news shows from time to time. All right. Maybe let's stop asking him his opinion. Maybe let's stop not only asking him, because let's be on it, Alex. This is a great negotiation tactic, right? Sure. Contracts coming up, expiring. He's been doing it since 1984, though. Do you think he's getting tired of it? Uh, it's like a month a year. It's, yeah, true. It's not a, a long chunk of time, but they... they put in a lot, a lot, a lot of tapings during that time. Sure. Yeah. So it's, it is it is an easy work by any means, but the money he's getting paid for that chunk of work, right? I think he's got another contract in him. And by the way, I don't, I don't know that we want this man off our TV. Raindrops, drop tops, bankrolls on mm-hmm. me, keep me company. We did the most. Pull up in ghosts. Dabbing on them like the usual. I'm young and rich. Plus, I'm bougie. I mean, seriously, can anyone replace Alex Trebek? No. He's a national treasure. Oh, I love not him Not this so country, not, but... Not ours, but he's Canadian. Oh. 
It's an international treasure. Thank you. There You're you welcome. Hey, the comedy roast of Bruce Willis drew in 3.2 million viewers across multiple platforms on Sunday. It makes it more watched than the roast of Roseanne, James Franco, Rob Lowe, Bob Saget, and Joan Rivers. However... Not as big as Charlie Sheen, Jeff Foxworthy, Justin Bieber, Pamela Anderson, Larry the Cable. It's such a weird article. Like, yeah, that's here's who it didn't beat. Here's who it did beat. Beat it, kid, is what I'm saying. Throughout <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing. <gasps> who is who is tuning in for that Jeff Foxworthy roast? That's a great that's question. A question. Right? Larry the Fifth Cable Raiders. guy, 2009. That was a big roast, too. Flava Flav 2007. Also a great roast. That's pretty good. I mean, seriously. We need to talk to Jeff about that. All right. All right. Some birthdays for you. J.K. Rowling. It is Kevin's favorite author. I do like her. You do like her. Mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes. B.J. Novak. Dean Kane, Superman. Sure. Kevin, what's your memory of him? Well, I mean, I was playing in a quote-unquote celebrity game and I was pitching and I couldn't throw a strike for the life of me. Uh-huh. Dirt way over the, his head behind right. him. No strike zone. Nowhere near the strike mm-hmm. zone. First pitch over the strike zone, he connects with it and it's still going. It's still it's going. It's still in the air. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, it went into orbit. Yes. yes. Oh, crushed. Just Superman crushed it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Will Champion, drummer of Coldplay, M Shadows from Avenged Sevenfold, Mark Cuban. Happy birthday to you and cute little Rico Rodriguez from Modern Family. I guess he's kind of older now, so I can't really say he's cute little Rico. He's the man who invented Booyah. Sure did. That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I don't like to uh, brag. Kind of a modest person. But um, I did post a photo this morning on my Twitter account, at Clyde Tumbaugh, of all the Neckos I was able to buy yesterday. Oh. The Walgreens. I cleaned them out. Just went and bought all that chalk. You know, they, weren't using. <laughs> you know they weren't using. They're going to drop it off at the local it, elementary school. <laughs> you know they. You know they don't make necklaces anymore. They closed down the factory. You guys. So I made them in a hundred years. I've been on the hunt and yeah. I found eleven yesterday. The right. last eleven at the Walgreens near my house. So I scooped them all up and now I just have to parcel them out so that they last me the rest of my life. That's where you so, can buy the best um, candy and food. Is at mm-hmm. Walgreens? Yep. Sure. I found that. They really have the high quality items there. Hey, I had already been to like five other stores, you know, convenience and grocery stores looking for it. Right. I was delighted to find it at Walmart. Sure. But uh, so I got my Neckos. And uh, like I said, I, I'm going to have like one every three months or something just to make sure they last me the rest of my life. But it'll be worth it. I think it was a good call. And, and it's good, actually, that I have something like that to look forward to because my brother, I can't believe I'm talking about my brother for two days in a row is getting on my last nerve. Your brother's getting on your last nerve. My little brother, yesterday, if you didn't, if you weren't with us for the show, my little brother showed up on my doorstep uh, out of the blue with no call, with no text, with no warning at all. He's just sitting on my front porch in my house. He lives, he lives in Maryland, you guys. I would love that if my brother surprised me like that, but Bean is not one for surprises. No. I like a schedule. I yeah. like to know mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Right. I, like, I, I have a but system. You, but you like your brother. I like my brother very much, yeah. Just you need a heads up that he's coming the surprise part. Yes. So crazy. that was so that was thing one. So right. he shows up in New Orleans out of the blue. I don't know he's coming. Okay, that was thing one. And I've been seeing my brother more lately because my dad has been very ill, as you know. So... Here's the other thing that's happening, and I don't know. I, I don't think this is my brother's fault, but I can't stop thinking about this. And Kevin, you tell you you're going to be the voice of reason here on this. Well, one, okay? we're in trouble. So, my dad 
as all smart people do, started putting his affairs in order some time back. He's right. sick now, but he wasn't at the time, and he put his affairs in order, and he made me the executor of the, of the will. And when we had that conversation, which, by the way, is a conversation a lot of people don't ever want to have is what's going to happen when you die. Parent. Yeah, of course. But you have to. I mean, you should so that there's not a bunch of questions at the end about what you're supposed to do. I mean, I'm so grateful to my father for knowing where all the important paperwork is and knowing how to access accounts and things like that. It's good information. So he said, I'm, uh, you know, leaving half to you and half to your brother. And I said, you don't have to leave me anything, chief. I said, I have been very fortunate with my career. I've, uh, you know, I make a good living and my brother has, uh, you know, has not uh, had the opportunities that I have had to travel and relax and take time off and do other things like that just leave it all to him now at some point did you wonder what it all was what do you mean what it all was like how how much money it was yes never no because it didn't matter to me it didn't matter to me i don't want it look i'm fine i didn't want him to leave anything to me just leave it to my brother but i will tell you that my dad you know, is a uh, uh, was a military man, was in the Navy for 20 years, and then he worked for the Department of Defense for 20 years, mm-hmm. and he's been retired for 25 years. So I certainly, I don't think it's a fortune, okay, right. as we're having this conversation, because he made a, you know, he made a, a, a modest uh, living. You know, we were a middle-class family grew up. He made a lot, modest living, and he's been retired for 25 years, just living off of his retirement check, right? So I didn't think it was going to be very much money. So as uh, as time goes on, and as uh, as we get to, you know closer and closer, my dad is uh, is you know is really sick now. It, he's starting to transfer some of that money now to my brother uh, before he passes away. Okay, because he knows it's coming and he's not going to use it. Mm-hmm. Well, I found out this week that my dad has over a million. <laughs> Dollars. Oh my God! <laughs> Over a million dollars. <gasps> what is this? A Breaking Bad situation? Has he been wow. like, like making meth all these years? Over where a million. Did he, where did he get a million dollars? Is it too late to go back and go look? <laughs> I want you to get 90% to my brother. Right. <laughs> but I'd so like now, a, just a little taste. So now, that's a that's a lot. Of, I don't care who you are, right. how well you think you've been doing. All of a sudden, you're giving away a half a million dollars. Like I said, I didn't put a number on it in my mind. But Maybe you, you should have. If you had come to me a few years ago and said, what do you think your dad's leaving behind? I would have said, eh, a couple of hundred thousand dollars. That would have been my guess. That would have been his cushion. That yeah, I think he would have most had. of us don't know what our parents have. I think you're right. We don't ever I think ask. You're right. Yeah, Allie asks. Yeah. Apparently, Allie, <laughs> do you ask? <laughs> do you, I don't ask. To the you yell at your parents if they buy something extravagant? They replace their air conditioner. You're like, hey, that's my money you're spending at this point. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so should I feel differently about this? I mean, am I a am I a big dummy or what? um, Have you still um, had a great career and made good money? You haven't fallen on hard times in the past. No, certainly not. I don't. I don't. I don't need the money. Mm -hmm. But does my brother need that much money? (laughs) I mean, mean, no. I mean, that's the question. (laughs) That much money can ruin a guy's life, (laughs) right? He's going to be fine, right? With a little less than that, right? That's my point. So, so did you put it into writing anywhere? Uh, that no. It all goes to your brother? <laughs> no. Yes. Perfect. And you're Good. the executor of the will, correct? Yes. Well, I think you got your answer right there. Right? Huh? Kevin, Not in you, writing. And Kevin, be... will you defend me? Will you be my attorney sure. again? Sure. No one's listening. There's no record of this. <laughs> I'd be Suck happy it. to. Suck it, brother John. <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Hey, King. 
Good morning, guys. Did you get a Did you get a pedicure yesterday, like I did? Did we get a pedicure? No. Yeah, getting ready for the singles party. Got to get everything right. What? 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 Okay. No one. uh, Yeah. Right. Time for brand new Kevin Bean Internet Roundup. Kevin and Bean's Internet Roundup. Yeah. Oh, watch me, baby. Uh, Internet Roundup. Come on, y'all. Internet Roundup. Oh, watch me, baby. Internet Roundup. Check it out, y'all. Internet Roundup. Oh, watch me, baby. Thug life. A lot of the single ladies have said, oh, I hope I can see Dave's feet when I come to the singles nope, party. No, right? man, it's not about that. It's about just, so I don't excited want for feet that. to be all janky. They got to be look good. This is, a, uh, this is a pretty good uh, batch, by the way, of Internet Roundup videos. We take the best viral videos of the week, and we put them in one location at KevinBean.com. The little kid who gets a dog, you guys. Oh, can you cry, Allie? Of course. Yeah. It's he's so a, sweet. He's a very sweet kid. What a little baby. <laughs> what? He's just so happy. He's been a dog his whole life. <laughs> and then how about the little? How about the speaking of animal videos? How about the dog that has the puppies, and then the cat that has the kittens crawls in on top of them? They're all living together in a little dog loo. Yes. Why are they outside? It's all about harmony. I don't know. They should bring that <laughs> babies inside. Maybe focusing anyway, on the wrong things. Those are some of the uh, some of the videos. The guy who gets out of the car in the uh, in my feelings challenge and immediately gets hit by another car is another one of my favorites. <sighs> Uh, we do have some uh, some highlights to, to spotlight for you on the radio. Michelle Wolf, by the way, the comedian who kind of became uh, real famous as the uh, as the host of the White House Correspondents Dinner earlier this year, she has a Netflix show, and this is right up your alley, Allie, mm-hmm. because <laughs> she has created, I think, the ultimate true crime drama. Check it out. If you love documentaries about real-life murder, you won't want to miss this spellbinding new 10-part true crime series. Tragedy at home. This morning, local resident Rachel Warnowski was found strangled. She was strangled by a bungee cord. The bungee cord strangler. The question on everyone's mind is who did it? The husband did it. The first murder documentary that just comes out and tells you at the beginning, the husband did it. Look at this guy. It's incredibly obvious he murdered his wife. On August 16th, 2012, we arrested Rance Warnowski for the murder of his wife. This is where the documentary should end because they arrested the guy who did it, the husband. But it goes on for another nine episodes. So intriguing, you won't even feel bad that you're having fun watching the story of a real woman who died, but who's just white and cute enough to make her case a media sensation. Reminder, she's a real woman who had dreams, just like you, who died. Look, it's so true. It's so good. <laughs> the husband always did. Always. Uh, speaking of Netflix, Stephen Colbert on his late night CBS show did the story the other day. Maybe you saw it about how, and this is for reals, by the way, people are having less sex because they're watching so much Netflix. So he put together a public service announcement that he pops in at the end of Allison Brie from Glow, a Netflix show, Mike Coulter from Luke Cage, a Netflix show, so and good. Stephen Gobert are all doing a PSA to remind people you can do both. You can you can watch Netflix and also have sex. You, you can, can totally, totally do, do it, it and, and watch, watch Netflix. Netflix. There's plenty of time in the day to watch Netflix and get your boink on. Look, we know it's hard to find the time, but that's why Netflix gives you that five seconds between the one episode ending and the next one beginning. (laughs) And I know what you're saying. Can it wait a bit? I haven't finished Peaky Blinders yet. And I'm saying, before you start that next episode, take some time to get your own blinders a little peakied, if you know what I mean. I definitely don't. Grace your own Frankie? Please stop. Bojack your own horseman? Hi. I'm Stephen Colbert from The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. I just want to say you can also have sex and watch The Late Show. 
right. That's what we're saying. Take a break from watching us to get it on. No, no, guys, look, I'm, I'm on broadcast. I can't risk these people won't unpause. So I'm encouraging you all to watch my show while you're doing it. Oh, that's, that's In not... fact, you don't even need to watch. Just turn on The Late Show and go to town in each other's bathing suit areas. <laughs> is, this, is this like a thing you get on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very funny. And finally, <clears throat> I can't really do this justice with the, uh, with the audio highlight, but you've got to watch James Corden's video where he agrees to go skydiving with Tom Cruise. Did you guys watch this? He's scared out of his mind. And rightfully so. He tries to run away and Tom Cruise has to catch <laughs> him mean, and bring him back. But who would want to skydive? Have any of you guys skydived before? No. I no. haven't mm -hmm. and I wouldn't want to. Mm -hmm. No one wants to. So I, I feel the fear of James. Yeah. Sure. The miracle of me, uh, for me, in this video is Tom Cruise, who is the most enthusiastic, excited person in the world. He, I mean, he really is. It's unbelievable the energy that this guy has. Isn't yeah. it? Agreed. One of the, you know, the, you saw the Mission Impossible the movie over the weekend, yep. Kevin. He wanted to fly the helicopter himself for one of those scenes in the movie, but he wasn't a helicopter pilot. So he, for 16 hours a day, for like three weeks went on a crash, no pun intended, crash course to become a helicopter pilot himself so that he could do the flying in the movie. Can you imagine the, kind the of directors and all the people that wrote it and everybody oh, else yeah. like, come on, man, don't don't ruin it for us. <laughs> yeah, you've been flying for a month, Tom. We're going right. to put you behind. So it's just, it's unbelievable his enthusiasm for this. He's so excited to make James Corden jump out of a plane out in Paris. And here's how it begins before they, uh, before they even get to the plane. Between you and me, I was half expecting him to text me and Tell me he was cancelling. I've actually been trying to get a hold of Tom for the last couple of days <laughs> to cancel, but apparently I had his number saved wrong in my phone. So I'd also like to take this time to apologise to Tom Hiddleston <laughs> for all the messages I, I sent him about my case of food poisoning. 15,000 feet. Shut we'll up. 15,000 feet, something like that. I'll be honest, I'm terrified. <laughs> this, this feels like a mistake. You gotta do it, right? Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. Let's Here go. we go. Let's Come go. On. Here Come we on. go. All right. I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> He's running away. <laughs> no. Shut up. Oh my. That was my fastest Tom Cruise run. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. How long will be will we be in that airplane? Fifteen minutes. Is there a meal service? <laughs> Snacks? No. Peanuts? No. Little trolley with some drinks on it? No. Wow. The worst problem is, in all of this, if we both die, I will get zero press. <laughs> it will be, the story will be, Tom Cruise died. Also, that guy who occasionally drives around in a car. <laughs> and did you see in the video how long Tom Cruise waits to pull his chute? Yeah. He is free-falling what seems like a... Two minutes. Yeah, he's got some kind of adrenaline junky thing yeah. that's unparalleled. It is unparalleled. That James yeah. Corden does not have. No. <laughs> None of us have. No. Anyway, the whole video is worth watching. There's a bunch of good stuff. Go to krock.com or kevinandbean.com. It's a brand new Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup. Internet Roundup. Come on, y'all. Internet Roundup. Oh, watch me, baby. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ali, you saw uh, something on social media the other day that I think is uh, worth a conversation. Yeah, somebody had tweeted, what are some movie lines that you incorporate into everyday talk? Like you just let them flow like it's just something you would normally say. And unless people know that quote. They'll just think you're having a regular conversation. So I started mm-hmm. thinking about a quote that I say all the time because it's it's perfect and I use it constantly. It's from a movie called Dumb and Dumber, and it, it comes up often. Here it is. I came a long way just to see you, Mary. Just least you can do is level with me. What are my chances? Not good. You mean not good? Good, like one out of a hundred? I'd say more like one out of a million. So you're telling me there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. And you have to do it like that and kind of look at the person and shake your head slowly. It uh-huh. just works. It works. Do you think... I like that, by the way. Very effective. Do you mm-hmm. think, though, that there are some movie lines that have become just like pickup lines we were talking about yesterday? that have become so too famous, too overused, that it's just a cliche. Like, if somebody walks out to to go to another room and they say, I'll be back, no one needs that, right? <laughs> That's dumb. But, That's dumb, right? But, Let's but, hear your accent again. Yeah. I can't really do I can't really do it. <laughs> but then if you walk into the same room and you say... This rug really ties the room together. I immediately <laughs> love you because you love Big Lebowski. So. How, how about if I see you and uh-huh. I go, smoking? Hey, again, no. These are all like, <laughs> no, I guess it, it does depend see, really on the movie and, and the time. The movie. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, and the I delivery. Guess, sure. Smoking. <laughs> I guess what my point is, is, you know, f- frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Most people have not even seen the movie, but that's something that's just in the language right. you know, for the last 80 years. And at this point, I don't, if somebody says that, it doesn't seem at all creative. It doesn't seem at all interesting. It's just boring. You know what I mean? But let's take a look, Kevin, at some of the other ones that uh, are, are I mean, lines it, that people really use in real life from movies. I use uh, Talladega Nights for almost everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. It's yeah. one of my favorite movies, especially when he thinks he's on fire. Mr. Bobby, come on down here. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jewish God. Help me, Allah. Ah! Help me, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh, so if you find yourself in a sticky situation, Kevin, that's, that's what you scream out to the universe. I mean, I, st- I don't like sticky, but... I, I don't like any of this. <laughs> uh, by the way, if you have one you use in your real life, we'll include a couple of phone calls if you want at 1-800-520-1067. There was a movie, here's mine, there was a movie uh, years ago 
I don't know, about 15 years ago, called State and Maine. Again, nobody ever saw it. I think uh, Alec Baldwin was in it. Clark Gregg was in it. It was a real funny movie. But there's a scene in the movie where Alec Baldwin is in a serious car accident. The car flips over in the middle of an intersection. He's not hurt. He steps out of the vehicle. He dusts himself off and says... So that happened. I mean, (laughs) it's so understated. Yeah. But... Anytime something like super crazy happens in front of me, that's the first thing that I think is, so that happened. Yeah. And I have found that to be very useful. Wow, that's great because uh, I've heard that from you guys. Yeah, we say it a so lot. So that's where and you never knew where I it was from. I never knew it was from. Yeah. Didn't he also have like an underage girl in the car and then he said, <laughs> yeah. run? She had yeah. to run away. Yeah, I do think there was, was a lot craziness. going on. It was a it was a bad uh, situation. <laughs> All right, let me hear a couple more. All right, what do we uh, what do we have? Mall rats? Yeah, that's mine. Uh, you know, when my friends want to do something, I like to be encouraging. So yeah, that's what you're known yeah. for. No, for real. Right? So I, I, <laughs> so I give them this quote. Do it, Doug! Oh, they, they look at me and go, my name's not Doug. And I'm like, ah, oh, you idiots. You've never seen mall rats. It's the best. Huh. Chip, you're right. Uh, so I, like Kevin, I also quote a uh, Will Ferrell movie all every day, uh, Step Brothers. Mm. And uh, the one I quote all the time is when the... the uh, Dale Dobrik and Brennan are excited about making bunk beds. So much aerobics in there. So many activities. <laughs> so much room for activities. There's so much room for activities. <laughs> they made a bunk bed. I think Step Brothers is underrated. Oh, I think it's that one of great. his best. It's a for sure. One of both can, we, best. Uh, can I get a ruling on there's no excuse or reason for anyone to, in any situation to ever say, show me the money, right? Never. Right. Oh no, I think that's that's some of these are sort of lesser known lines. Right. That's mm-hmm. that's too big. I think we you know? all say this one a lot. A movie called Sandlot. I think every single one of us yeah. in this room has said this in the past week. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> Absolutely, right? <laughs> Allie, tell me you saw the photo of one of the stars of Sandlot the other day. Unbelievable. The star that basically is the reason for that quote. He took a picture with a kid who was wearing him on the shirt, and the kid had no idea who he was. (laughs) So sad. He's wearing your Killing Me Smalls t-shirt, getting his picture taken with the star of the Sandlot as a grown-up man, obviously. Amazing. Had no idea who he was. All right. Phones are blowing up, you guys. 1-800-520-1067. Why don't we start with Dewey? He's in Riverside Line 1, please. This is going to be interesting to hear how people work these into their real life from movie quotes. Hey, Dewey. Hey, how's it going? Good, thank you. Um, Well, my my quote is, I haven't been having the best of luck uh, with the ladies lately, so my quote's been, um, I gave her my heart and she gave me a pin. (laughs) So at the end of a bad date, that's what you're muttering to yourself as you drive home alone. Yes. Yeah, which much. is happening more and more. Exactly. Good luck, Dewey. I think the name Dewey may be part of the problem there, by the way. I didn't want to say it. Uh, Bellflower Line 2, let's say hi to Wendy. She yes. has got a quote alicious movie, one of my favorites. Hey, Wendy. Hey. Um, you don't even go here from Mean Girls. All the time. All the time. Or you can't sit with us. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's Thank beautiful. you, Wendy. Appreciate it. Let's go to line three, Hollywood. This is going to be Gasper on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Gasper. Hey, good morning, guys. How you guys doing? Good. Thank you. Um, I used this one quite a bit from the movie Airplane back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I take coffee. I take it black, just like my men. Amen. <laughs> Gasper, surely you can't be serious. 
yeah, that one too. And it throws everybody off when I say because they look at me like, what did you just say? <laughs> yeah, and then that I one. Repeat it. And yeah. Explain it. Yeah. Don't don't repeat it and Mm-mm. explain it though. That's... That one hasn't aged as well, I think. In oh, the, in the modern absolutely. Time. Really? Oh, yes. No. Airplane is I one of the most quotable movies. Possible. Yeah. Agree. All right. Thank you for the call, Gasper. Appreciate that. Wow. Look at all these, by the way. All right. Let's go to Ryan, line eight. I I, I need a ruling on this one, you guys. Hey, Ryan. Hey. What it do? What it do? <laughs> what it do to you? Huntington Beach. What's going on, man? Yeah. I always say. It's not a tumor. Okay. No. When do you use that? Unless you're an oncologist and you're delivering good news. Every time I have a headache. Every time I have a headache. Okay. Who are you talking to? Yourself? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> wow. wow. Ryan. Well, wow. it sounds like it might be a tumor. That's <laughs> <just> sad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Uh, naked ladies are fine in the pool as well. We're talking about this weekend <laughs> in Las Vegas at the scene on the rooftop of the Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino brought to us by the Happy Time Murders, which is in theaters everywhere on August the 24th. We're looking for you. If you're a lady at 1-800-520-1067-21 and up, you want to come party with us this weekend in Las Vegas. Kevin, what's the topic? We'll go to the phones. Embarrassing things you did on a date. I like it very much. All right. Why don't we start with, uh, well, we can start with Samantha Whittier, line one, up first on the Kevin and Bean Show. (laughs) Hey, Samantha. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is really embarrassing, and I hate that I have to even repeat the story, but you guys asked. (laughs) So, okay. Well, not that long ago, um, you know, maybe a year ago, but, you know, people take long to process it, especially males. So a whole year later, after my ex and I break up, he sees me at a party with this new guy, and he gets super crazy, goes up to the guy and punches him. But me being, you know, a respected lady, I felt bad for the guy. I had, you know, he wasn't even my boyfriend or anything. He was getting punched in the face. So I did what anyone would do and defend somebody that looks defenseless. And I pepper sprayed my ex-boyfriend. And then... You pepper sprayed your own, okay. your ex-boyfriend. So you're on a date. You run into your ex-boyfriend. He punches out your date. So you pepper spray him. I did. You are a party. How do we not take Samantha with us to Las Vegas? Let's just consider. We'll put her on hold and we'll just consider it. For a why, are you, why are you not in a hundred YouTube videos for, for however long it takes to get over it? All right. Let's go to Erin uh, in Anaheim. Hi there. Hi. Embarrassing things you did on a date. Uh, it's so embarrassing. Okay, so I went out with this guy, first date, St. Patrick's Day, and St. Patrick's Day is like my white girl wasted holiday, so I went hard, and we're fooling around in his car at the end of the date, and I just leaned over, and I threw up in the side door pocket, and just... There you go. There's our first vomit, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Now, hold on. Did you finish? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. She's a goer. Why am I only one clapping? So she, so she kept uh, kept the party going for St. Patrick's Day. That's right. what you're impressed with, Kevin. Correct. Okay. All right, very good. Let's try Melissa. Talk about a goer. She's on line four, <laughs> Hacienda Heights. Up next on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Melissa. Hi. How are you? We, I love uh, you guys. Thank I you. See you guys every day. Thank you well, very much. We're, um, we're about to love you. If my under, my information is correct <laughs> about the story you're about to tell us. It's so embarrassing. So um, I go on a date and I'm watching the Mission Impossible, and then we're getting it on and um tom cruise of course i was like oh yes 
And then all of a sudden, we're having sex in the theater, and then the usher comes by and starts flashing and says, hey, hey, we have cameras. Why is the usher bugging you? Right? What's wrong with the usher? Just start watching. What's wrong with the usher? And who has ushers in movie theaters anymore? Was this this past weekend? Yeah, she said Mission Impossible. Well, I didn't know which one it was, which movie it was. Was it this past weekend? That's correct. Okay, so you have a boyfriend right now? No, I went on a date. Oh, oh, went on a date. I like her more. Very good. So that's why you desperately need to come to Las Vegas with us this week. (laughs) Thank you, Melissa. She's like, no, it's just a dude I was going in theater. Right, I'm single. I've never met him before. All right, let's try Jeanette, please. Downey, line six. Jeanette joins us on the Kevin and Bean Show. We're talking about embarrassing things she did on a date. What do you think about your uh, your competition so far this morning? You've been listening on hold, Jeanette. Oh, my God. I didn't barf and I didn't have sex, but I farted. Oh. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, well the, uh, this is what you wanted, Allie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you, you demanded this. What happened? How did it happen? He ordered ice cream for dessert, and I was like, no. <laughs> Can't you say, hey, um, ice cream's not good for me? No, it's the first date. I'm just going to roll with it. And, (laughs) oh, man, we looked at each other. It was awkward. We didn't kiss goodnight. I never saw him again. Oh, Oh, Jeanette. You can understand, right, I get it, girl. I am with you. Do you bring up lactose intolerance on your first date, Allie? Probably not. I, I will say, um, I, if somebody wants to share a dessert, I'll say, oh, trust me, you don't want that. <laughs> gotcha. And that's enough said. Yeah. All right, Jeanette, thank you very much. <laughs> I think we have a, a similar story from Danielle Norwalk, uh, 21 years old, line eight, please, on the Kevin Amin Show. Hey, Danielle. Hi. Yes, it absolutely. It's the same um, kind of scenario as the last caller, but um, I made brown on my pants and I actually started dripping off on the floor. Oh, okay. No, no, All right. No. All right. Who okay. asked for this? All right. That is Stupid Allie. A great first date, Danielle. Oh. I mean, technically, I that's what we're looking for. I mean, yeah. Okay, thank you. Please hold on. Allie? See, here's the problem. When you give examples that you don't want, Allie, yes. then you get stories that you don't want. I mean. That's a pretty embarrassing first date. it, kid. <laughs> All right. How many do we have to give away, you guys? Um, we have one. Oh, oh! Whoa. What was right. that noise? Because we just have so many good callers. Yeah. I mean, we can give away more if you want. I mean, I think give Melissa, away less. Melissa would be a lot of fun at the party. Later in the week, <laughs> I think <laughs> Melissa would be a lot of fun. At I, the party. I agree. Yeah. Okay, so Melissa is in. Congratulations, oh. Melissa! Thank you. Well done. Okay, I'm taking you to the movies while we're there. <laughs> oh, mean. <laughs> and let's do one more. You want to go with uh, Brown in the Pants, Danielle? I... You like Samantha with the pepper spray? Um, no and no. Does that make me bad? <laughs> I want Aaron, St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Threw up right. and just kept on going. All right, yeah. let's do Aaron. She's a goer. Aaron? Yay. Congratulations. You go hard. You what we're looking for. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. You bet. We'll see you on Friday. Thank you for calling. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Allie, what's happening? I don't know how I feel about this, so I want to gauge your reaction. Jack Bauer's story may not be over at Fox just yet. The network has a 24 prequel series in the works. So longtime 24 showrunner and the co-creators of the original series are working on an idea for a prequel which will trace the origin story of Jack Bauer, of course, originally played by Kiefer Sutherland. Will it be called 23? 
Oh, right. See what you did? Because it's before 24. Right. Bong, bong. Bong, bong, indeed. (laughs) Fox already tried once to reboot the franchise with 24 Legacy. It aired for one season in 2017, featuring actor Corey Hawkins, who took over for Sutherland in the lead and was canceled shortly thereafter. So do we need a prequel to 24? I mean, if they... If it's the original people and writers mm-hmm. yes. and creators yes. and they find somebody that's great, sure. Okay. I love that series. So good. Yeah, but they, it has to be so good again. Right. And that wasn't the last time. No. No, it was not. No, it was not. <sighs> oh, 24 was just such a great show. I loved it. Can't we maybe redo 24, but it's like 24? Still, still 24? Still and still 24? No? Mm. All right. Listen, I'm just spitballing here. (laughs) Okay. So a week after Disney gave Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 director James Gunn the boot for his offensive tweets that he wrote a decade ago, the franchise's cast has signed an open letter in support of him. That's all of them. Chris Pratt, Bradley Cooper, Zoe Saldana, Karen Gillan, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel! Michael Rooker and Dave Bautista and James's brother Sean all signed a letter and they each published it via their social media accounts. They're not defending his tweets, which made light of rape and pedophilia, but they believe that Disney moved way too fast on this. Here's just a portion of what they wrote. Each of us looks forward to working with our friend James again in the future. His story isn't over, not by a long shot. There is little due process in the court of public opinion. James is likely not the last good person to be put on trial. Given the growing political divide in this country, it's safe to say instances like this will continue. Although we hope Americans from across the political spectrum can ease up on the character assassinations and stop weaponizing mob mentality. And let me add, by the way, that this James Gunn story is so different than the sexual harassment stories that are in the news all the time, mm-hmm. like your Harvey Weinstein or your Les Moonves or whoever. This isn't an investigation, or Chris Hardwick, this isn't an investigation that needs to take place to find out what happened. It's all public. We all know what happened. Right. It's just a question of how we deal with it. And it played out in public already once. It and did. it played out in public multiple times because he yes. has apologized for being this guy that tried to be offensive and dark and he realized it didn't work. So he changed the way that he acted. He's apologized for these tweets for how many years? Yeah, and he's had Ten. years of years of good behavior of not doing it. Well, at least after he apologized the first time, Disney didn't continue working with him, right? Oh, they hired him for the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I'm again. sorry. Yeah, what? That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've I've been I've never liked this story since the day it happened, and I and I still think that Disney, I hope, will end up hiring them hiring him back, and I think this helps a lot having the support of their the crew from their billion and a half dollar franchise. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, absolutely. Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson. I mean, are they divorced still? No, they're they're still going. But okay. the release date for her new album Sweetener is fast approaching. But that's not stopping her from making some last minute changes. She has a song, an album called on her album called Pete, and she just recently changed it to the full name of her fiance. So the song is now called Pete Davidson. Oh, I bet that's a great song. And on Monday, <laughs> a fan tweeted at her uh, asking about the switch, like, "What made you do it?" And she said, "Quote." <sighs> I like the way it looks. I love his name. And I love him. Music lasts forever. It'll outlive any tattoo, any memory, any anything. Even myself. 
So I want my love for him and how I feel to be part of that. That's definitely not going to bite you in the ass right there. <laughs> right? That can never come back and hurt you. Well, they have been dating three months. Yeah. Kevin is so hoping to get married and stay together forever so that he never has to say Ariana Grande again. Because she'll probably be Ariana Davidson. Ariana Grande? No. Grande. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That would help me being your aunt. I feel like I can say we've Davidson. talked about this on the air. Those couples that are just so overdo it on social media. Yeah, that's it the thing. Never is that ends it, well. You can overdo it in in private, uh-huh. which is also annoying. Yeah, but then you can overdo it in public. It's like back off. Right, you're happy. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm, I'm telling you, every friend that I have that posts how happy they are and what a great husband and, oh, my God, how magical look at this. Get a couple glasses of wine in those bitches <laughs> and they <laughs> will tell you. So, I mean, just saying, maybe step back. Live your life not so public a little bit. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> right? Yep. Don't eat dairy on a date if you're lactose intolerant. I mean, that seems like a side note, but okay. Right. I was just thinking about that girl pooping herself. Yeah, it's great. She used the words dripping. <laughs> Remember that? You don't, have to, you don't have to remind us of that. Sorry. Some birthdays for you. Dean Kane, Jakey Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Sometimes I call her Janky. Sure. Because I'm just jealous mm-hmm. of her. B.J. Novak. Will Champion from Coldplay. M. Shadows. Avenged Sevenfold. Rico Rodriguez from Modern Family. Mark Cuban. Dallas Maverick, Shark Tank, and Fat Boy Slim, and that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Jeff Ross, how long ago were you asleep? Uh, 19 minutes. (laughs) I feel like there's a story there. (laughs) Well, why... I mean, I am wearing a suit from last night. Oh, did you, uh... Did you not sleep... Or did you sleep in those clothes? I had, or a, have great, you been up I had, a, I had an amazing night. The okay. downside is that uh, I'm late and I'm sorry. Right, but we're okay I with that. To, we're asking him why you're still wearing the same clothes from last night. I went to Magic Castle last night. Okay. Okay. <laughs> had a blast. It's right. A fun place. My friend threw a little going away party for herself. Okay. And um, my friend Margaret. And she's out on tour with Death Cab for Cutie, like right now. We were celebrating. Okay, What's Margaret's the last Bruce name? Willis roast, and you wouldn't know her. Okay, and um, but he'd like to Google her right now. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. All right. And, so and, she, and my she cousin Aaron's staying with me, and I had I was like, all right, um, I don't know what to do. I don't. I want to go. I want to go hang out at, her, at Margaret's place, mm-hmm. and instead, um. I did, and Aaron went to my house, and he came here. Right. And I was like, all right, I'll meet you at K-Rock at 7.15. Mm-hmm. And she had an early flight, so I got up to say goodbye. And the next thing I know, I heard you guys yelling at me over the radio. <laughs> <laughs> so that's you how you want to wake up. You were late because of a booty call. I mean, that's, I what, that's basically what call. happened. It was well. a late-night fun night, you know? <laughs> Well said. I mean, potato, potato, Jeff. I'm saying way too much. I'm not Good completely late. Good I will say I'm wearing a suit with a borrowed T-shirt, a tie. And a tie. And a hat tie. that my sister gave me. No, it's a good look. And uh, couldn't be happier. To, I mean, what a way to wake up. Like, normally <laughs> I wake sure. up I'm by myself. It's lonely, but now I get to hang out with you guys. Well, listen, we're, we're happy to see you. No worries. Um, congratulations on the ratings for the Bruce Willis roast. I just heard about that. Good news. <laughs> Crazy, right? Woo! <laughs>
I mean, he's a huge star to subject himself. And you said all along, and because I, I love uh, watching your appearances on Kimmel and whatnot, you said all along that this was Bruce's idea, right? He's the one who said, hey, roast me. He did. He was That's really amazing. Into, not only did he say, hey, roast me, he called me a couple times and said, don't hold back. If you hold back, it's not, a, it's not good. He's like, I'll throw stones because I'm, what he actually said was, throw stones because I'm going to be throwing them right back. Okay. None of why us do you saw this he, coming. Yeah, why do you think he wanted to do it, Jeff? Um, you know, I think you get to a place in your life and your career where you're so comfortable, you're ready to look back. And I don't think... And this was it? I think this was that moment. He really was in a good place with his family, mm-hmm. and his wife, Emmett, is awesome. And his daughters, I think, might have encouraged it, because they're real <laughs> big comedy fans. Right. Okay. Uh, right. And he was at... Uh, I remember seeing him at the Chris Rock show... Um, at the Dolby a few uh, six months ago, uh, I was there opening for Chris Rock, and and he was really into it. He was loving the comedy, huh. quoting all the jokes, and he came to my show uh, in New York uh, last month. So he came to you specifically to say, "Let's do a roast." No, uh, not me first, Central. but he was. I think I think he saw me roasting people in the audience, and I think he was into the roast stuff. At least that's what he said at the time. But what I found out is he used to hang out at the Improv. What? When he when moonlighting was on, he would oh. he would hold court at the Improv on Melrose uh, with John Goodman, and they would listen to the jukebox and goof around with the audience and the comedians like in the bar. Oh! And he would even get in like fights and stuff. They told me like he was like the guy at the Improv bar, Bruce Willis, Who like knew? major I love TV that. star. Well, the bartender there at the Improv, he's got a mean pour, so Eddie. I can understand. Yeah. I bet Eddie was there back then, too, right? Yeah, the bartender at Magic Castle last night. He made me disappear from my radio appearance. (laughs) So, Jeff, um, look, I know you have, I mean, you had a great uh, great day this time around. Uh, So many funny people. I I imagine they're all nervous to go up and do a roast in front of you because you're, frankly, the best there is at roasting. Thanks, pal. You really are. Who who impressed you the most from this batch? Well, I thought Edward Norton was great. Everybody's talking about Edward Norton. Mm-hmm. And he he worked really hard on this. I think he wanted to be there for Bruce Willis. I think Bruce Willis did him a major favor. He's appearing in this independent movie that Edward Norton is writing and directing called Motherless Brooklyn. Okay. Edward Norton told me all about it. He's like, dude, I don't want to give too much away, but he gave me a, he did me a really solid role part in it, you know. And he tells the whole story in the roast. You saw, like, they became friends through a Broadway show and everything. And Edward Norton got real. It was like, even though it was funny and really creative, like, he read me me his speech on the phone uh, ahead of time. And I was dying. It was, I was like, (laughs) ten minutes long. But I was like, this is a masterpiece. (laughs) And, and, And it's not any other person's style. And it's about acting. And that's what you need is, like, let's have a real actor roast Bruce Willis as yeah. a real movie star. <laughs> and I just thought it was so amazing. And you could feel it in the room, guys. You could really feel it that something, a real a real moment, I like to call it. Yeah, it wasn't shtick. Was nice. Like, I'm doing jokes. It's fine. You know, Dom is there. He's a comedian. There's some movie star, Sybil Shepard. They all have their own flavor. But right. Edward Norton brought something to it that I had not seen. Um, people are saying it's like one of the most memorable roast sets in history. 
Yeah. Wow. Uh, Nikki Glaser was so great, too, by the way. Man, I love so this person. Good. She slayed. I love this person. She has... She had that, what she calls the opening spot, the Geraldo spot, she calls it, the Greg Geraldo spot, where you ruthlessly go in because you're first. <laughs> That's the tone. That's and the worst position to be in? It's the best position. Best position. Well, okay. the crowd might not be warmed up yet, but you get first crack at all the Bruce Willis material. You can do the first Ashton Kutcher joke, and she right. did. She did. Um, when you're uh, when you're not, when you're not the roasty, when you're just a, a member of the panel of the dais, and they start coming in on you because everybody gets roasted, not just the guest of honor. Right? Do you ever hear from those people that they get hurt because they're like there to roast somebody else and they don't expect it's going to come so hard on them? Like Kevin and I were talking off the air earlier about how you know people were brutal to Sybil Shepherd, for instance. Did she know what she was signing up for just walking into that room? Okay, I'll give you an exclusive. Please. <laughs> Payback for being late. <laughs> she... Don't went, say she had no idea. She went nuts when she read the first draft of her script, and she backed out. Is that right? And Bruce called me and said, hey, man, you got to get Shibble's phone number for me. And all we had was an email, and we somehow tracked down a phone number, and he called her, and he's like, he somehow kept her in the Talked show. Talked her into it. And you could tell, even though there's all these rumors and stuff, how they hated each other over the years, you could tell there was true affection when, once she actually got to the place. And I mm -hmm. talked to her at rehearsal, and you could see it during the roast. He would look back at her and be like, shrug his shoulders, like, how crazy is this decades <laughs> later? She didn't seem like she knew what was coming. She didn't. She really didn't. She didn't. And then okay. she got A lot her of talk about her vagina. Sybil <laughs> <laughs> Shepherd. I had a good one they, that didn't make the edit. I said, Sybil uh, Shepherd, I know your sister, German Shepherd. <laughs> it's like not even a joke, but it was a good like lead into like meaner jokes. Like sometimes I'll do almost like a kitty joke before the really mean jokes. Yes, you know. And I said like most shepherds, Sybil hasn't worked in the last two centuries. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Ross is here, the Roastmaster General. We've been talking about the Comedy Central roast of Bruce Willis, which, by the way, is going to be in reruns. But you can see all the clips online. It is so funny, and Jeff did such a great job. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we need to talk about why you're really here today, which is Jeff Ross Presents Roast Battle, back for its third season on Comedy Central. Wow. And it looks amazing. More with Jeff. We'll get him some more coffee, too, right yeah. after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Comedian Jeff Ross on the Kevin and Bean Show. Always great to see Jeff. By the way, before we move on to talk about the Roast Battle, I just was thinking about this. Um, did you ever open for any bands as a comedian up and coming, like Bobcat did? No, but now I get those calls. What? I'd, I opened for Wu-Tang at... Uh, Clusterfest in June. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't know I where to John, start with that one. <laughs> I opened for John Mayer in New Jersey last summer. You know, not too far from where I grew up. Does okay, anyone I, that's there for music want to hear comedy? Is it a hard crowd? You know, uh, John has a, a reasoning like that it works mm -hmm. with some comedians. What about Wu-Tang? Wu Tang was one of the. I'm in. I I, I have. I, I was in Jew Tang clan. <laughs> Old Jewish bastard. <laughs> right. Know. So that that does make sense. Um, you know, it was one of those things where it was a comedy and music festival, and I I was doing a set, and Comedy Central said, "Why don't you bring out Wu Tang?" And I wound up doing ten minutes before them, and then an hour after them, because RZA brought me out back out. So okay. if, if you get set up right, 
Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. But yeah. I've learned how to work those big arena crowds from touring with uh, Chris Rock all over the world and doing shows with Chappelle and Mayer. How and different stuff. are they? When you have um, cameras, now we have jumbotrons with video. I can bring people up and or work the front of the crowd and people can see what I'm doing. Yeah. So I try to make it intimate, but yet fast enough to feel like a like it could live up to a show, a music I, show. I think you're right. It has to be set up right because you've heard Bobcat tell the funny stories of opening for Nirvana, for yeah. instance, and nobody <laughs> wanted to see him. Nobody. Yeah. yeah, that's tough. For some reason, uh, if you're if you if you set it up right and you walk out there with like you know, a blank of steel, you can do it. Like the crowd will go with you. How impressed were you? seeing Chris Rock every night. He's great, right? He took me, Jezelnik and Michelle Wolf earlier in the year to all over Europe. We went to Scotland and Copenhagen and uh, uh, Dublin and Tel Aviv and big arenas. He was doing his Netflix before his Netflix special. And I would come out at the top of the show and, and, and MC, and then right before I brought Chris out, he would have me speed roast audience members. And no comic ever wants to follow that except Chris Rock. <laughs> he loves it. Yeah, he loves awesome. the chaos of <laughs> me like wrecking the room right before he comes out. And just to almost sh prove to himself every night that it doesn't matter. He exactly. is the ACDC of comedy. You put him on <laughs> and he does a show. He does a rock and roll comedy show. With no music, just his mouth. That's fantastic. Let me ask about your style of comedy yeah. and like the the bat, the roast of Bruce Willis and the yeah. roast battle. Your comedy is super inappropriate, <laughs> and it seems like there's no room for that anywhere in our society anymore, except for you. Thanks, pal. People don't I love. That. Why don't people come after you like they do everyone else? <laughs> I mean, it just seems like. No one can get away with inappropriate anymore. There's very few safe havens for comics. I don't feel safe on Twitter anymore. I don't feel safe unless they're coming to see me. Like I don't. I, if I go to a charity gig, you know, I used to try to like shake it up and be funny. Like now, I try to play it safe because That's pe sad. people are so ready to complain and be offended. I'm offended yeah. by all the people that are constantly offended. Yeah, that's a shame. That's that's not good for comedy. It's not good for free speech. It's not good for America. Speaking not, of offensive, not. in the best way. Yeah. Anthony Jeselnik. Oh my goodness. Good God! Between him and Nikki Glaser, it's like it's like you hit the jackpot for the roast battle. I wanted it to be authentic roast um, performers judging the roast battles this time, and. Anthony agreed. He's one of the funniest guys in the world, but he also understands joke structure and 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 can give f real judging yeah. and real criticism. And when he signed on, then we went to Nikki, and Nikki is so funny, and she has no fear, no. and she loves jokes. Mm -hmm. She wow. she realizes that they're like currency, and she went. She goes for it. So I didn't know what our chemistry would be like, but it was great. It was so much fun. And you then Nikki hang out all weekend. and 28 comedians doing battle on this season of Roast Battle. Now, who's tonight? Tonight? Tonight at 10 on Comedy Central, it debuts. Jamar Neighbors is a... a they, he calls himself America's Last Crack Baby. He's from Compton. 
That's a good start. I'm in. (laughs) Say no more. He's ripped. He's like shredded. So there's no comic that's in this good a shape that's this funny. Okay. Not since Joe Piscopo. And not even then. (laughs) And he didn't want to battle just anybody. And my friend from New York, Yamanika Saunders, who's got Netflix specials and she's roast battle before. She's a big black woman. Uh, And they didn't really know each other well. They didn't really like each other. They were sort of hesitant. But I knew them both well. And I knew that if they got together. So here's what happens. I'm not going to give away much about what happens. She used a roast battle technique I've ever I've never seen. Wow. When he made a joke, he goes tonight, he goes, Yamanika looks like she got ten big toes. <laughs> Instead of like taking the hit and letting him get his laugh, she steps right in his face every time he gets a laugh as if she got the laugh. <gasps> Wow. So it's a very physical where you just know the rules of roast battle are original material only, no physical contact, and every battle ends with a hug. She kept putting her chest right up against his. So I had to sep the ref, Brian Moses, had to keep separating them. <laughs> so it's almost like a violent woman, like a woman hitting, like pushing this guy around. And the, the, they're both very clever. And very dynamic performers. It's practically UFC, you guys. <laughs> I can't wait. It, re- it really is a really great roast battle. Well, and, and you've got some wonderful comedians this year. Uh, a lot of names you know, like you know Todd Berry and Tony Hinchcliffe, guys like that, and the Sklar Brothers, but and Sarah Tiana, but lots of people that Jeff knows are funny that we're going to be introduced to on the Rose Battle too, which makes next, fun. Next week, I'll tell you real quick. Next week is our first family themed episode. Family themed. Husband and roast battles a wife. And then the Sklar brothers, two twin brothers, for the first time, roast battle one another nice. to find out who's funniest. Husband and wife. It's, oh. you know, we always have like a, a, a like a paramedic backstage. First time we ever had a, <laughs> a divorce lawyer backstage. Oh. And I won't tell you what happens, but you really, this show is, we used to do a tournament. And now instead of doing a tournament, it's all dream matches. The mm. best matchups we could think of. I love it. And And then the season finale will be me roast battling. NBA All-Star Blake Griffin. That's a strange choice. He has no idea what he's in store for. He's a funny guy, though. <laughs> he's super funny. I did something for his charity recently, and and he challenged me to a roast battle on Twitter. Did he? He said, Jeff, how about one round of roast battle? Why don't you try roasting someone your own weight for a change? <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote right back, and I said... Uh, I said, uh, all right, one round. That sounds good since you never make it out of the first round. <laughs> and uh, he has really good timing. And and he's funny. And I knew that he'd be good. I didn't think he'd be as good as he is. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, that'll be the season finale. Jeff Ross presents Roast Battle. It uh, is on tonight at 10 p.m. and every Tuesday night on Comedy Central. Jeff, before you go, yeah. we have 60 seconds to rapid fire some questions at you. First answer off the top of your head. You ready to go? Yeah. Um, what were you like in high school? Um, I was uh, I was friends with everybody. Dog I was friends with the nerds and friends with the jocks. Dog kisses on the mouth, yes or no? No. Uh, have you ever been? But in it's a, why I'm late. Have you ever been in a real fight? <laughs> yes, I'm a black belt in karate. I have defended people and myself. I don't believe that. All right. Uh, is there a movie that you finish watching every single time you come across it? Rocky. Do you miss the World Cup? No. Uh, what's something everybody would be surprised to find out about you? I look like Bruce Willis if he died at the end of Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> I googled your name this morning. What's the first thing you think came up? 
Uh, where the hell is he? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually roast battle. Yeah! That's the first thing battle, that came out. Battle. <laughs> What's the most embarrassing TV show you enjoy? Um, my 600-pound life. I watch with oh, my, that's a good one. I watch that's with my 500-pound girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff, go back to bed. Love Thanks, you guys. Man. Kevin Appreciate and Bean forever. Thank you, man. It's Kevin and Bean. K-U Rock Karaoke. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, our friend Demetrius Johnson back in the studio with us here on the Kevin and Bean Show. UFC flyweight champion. Demetrius, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me back on. I'd just Always. like to say, all the times you've come in here, many, many times, you've been very generous with your time on the Kevin and Bean Show. You've never lost after an appearance on our program. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to take all the credit. Uh, it might be because he trains hard and he's a great fighter, uh, though. I'm just saying. Bean, I think we had Do you want to take that risk, though? Or do you want to keep on coming in and keep on winning and staying the champ? I mean, I do both. Keep on training hard and keep coming in here and uh, you exactly. know, get that get that good luck, that K-Rock love. So, <laughs> so how, how you been? I'm good. I'm good, man. Just uh, doing the rounds is the first uh, media you know, obligation this morning. I'm happy to be here. And mm-hmm. it was funny. We're in uh, the green room, the avocado room. And yeah. he was like, dude, you've been uh, coming here for this year, like 10th appearance. I was like, no, no, no. It can't be my 10th appearance. And they're like, yeah, you've been on the show 10 times. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't been on. I said, I, I'm going to cut your stuff in half. I think it's five. I've been on here five times. <laughs> well, we're, we're always happy to see you. Of course, you got a big weekend, Saturday, August 4th, this weekend at Staples Center. We're talking about UFC 227. Now, am I... Uh, high or remembering this wrong when this card was announced you you weren't on it right yeah i wasn't on it um wasn't on the card i just got done having shoulder surgery uh mm-hmm. january and so i was getting ready uh coming off of uh physical therapy and i was waiting for my management to find me a spot on the card it was either gonna be july or august and so okay. literally it it was just them trying to find me a spot, and I ended up landing on this card and happy to be here in L.A. and finding a stable center, and tickets are, ticket sales are fantastic and ready to go out there. How long day. did it take the shoulder to, uh, to rehab? Well, I got surgery in January, and I was rehabbing. I Literally, I got out of the surgery, and then they sent me back to my hotel room, and they sent a machine, like, sit in this machine and start rehabbing. So the rehab was pretty fast. Um, by couple about, days. No. Oh, <laughs> I wish. I wish it was a couple of days, but it took about I would say good, good eight weeks. Eight, eight, eight nine weeks. weeks. Yeah, I mean, that must it, have been hell for you. It wasn't just because you can't train hard. So what you love to do? I, I love to do it, but at the same time, like as an athlete, the only thing that's going to stop me from training is an injury, right? And let me be able to rest and recover, and get my body 
a chance to actually heal heal everything, mm-hmm. right? Because if you you know you you know pop your MCL and it's like oh well. I pop my MCL, but I can still, you know, go to the gym and do, you know, biceps and all that stuff. To whereas this, when this popped, I was like, I couldn't move fast. I couldn't run. I couldn't do anything because yeah. if I would make a, uh, a sudden movement, then I'm like, ooh, I fell down my labrum. So I'm going to stop yeah. and heal. Oh, and that's that has- where your labrum is. Yeah, your labrum. So you have oh. labrums in, oh, your, in, in your hip and also on your shoulders. Allie didn't know that boys had labrum. Right? I she thought was thinking only of something else. Had them. Yeah. Oh. She's a little bit confused there. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're weird. I know yeah. where that is. Okay. I know where you're going with yeah. that. <laughs> it's early in the morning. Yep. I speak, Allie. <laughs> Demetrius, it must be terrifying, though, as a professional athlete who makes his living in the octagon to have any kind of an injury and wonder, oh, is this the beginning of the end? Yeah, man. Why would you say that? Because I'm just saying that's a terrifying thought you have for any athlete. Yeah. Well, let's make him think about it again. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it's He's fine now. Yeah. It's part of the sport. Uh, obviously, after this surgery, I've had multiple surgeries in my career in mixed martial arts. Uh, I fought with a broken broken leg, broken rib, uh, broken hand. Let's uh, talk about that for a second. You guys fight with broken hands, broken whatever, and it doesn't seem to even slow you down. Is it just the adrenaline that's... It's the adrenaline, it's the, it's the conditioning, it's the, the training uh, to be able to get through it. When you but wrestle, if you break your hand and then you still throw a punch, that seems like that hurts every time. Yeah, it hurts. Nothing wrong, it hurts. I mean, I mean <laughs> I tell. when I broke my leg, I was sitting and I was like, ooh, this hurts. And I remember coming back to the corner and I sat down. I was like, dude, my left, my right leg is shot. Like, it's gone. Like, And I was like, I'm still going to do my job because we got to get paid. I mean, <laughs> Kevin, you're still going to do your job. I mean, that's, I mean, that's insanity. Yeah. I, was, I was like, we're getting six and six, $12,000. We're going to fight like it's... <laughs> $100,000, so... Uh, but you just go through it, you know? Like, I only have to fight twice a year, and every single time I go out there and fight, I just ask my body, I was like, give me 25 minutes of absolutely focus. Let's, you know, you're 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 a contract killer, and you need to get the mission done, you need to take this man out. Have you ever minutes. been completely healthy in a fight? Oh, yeah. You, you have. have. You're completely going to fight, healthy. You're going to fight completely healthy, you know, but when you come out of it, like, sure. you know, you hit somebody on the top of the head, right under the dome. These are little bones. That is on your one. Wrist, yeah. uh, uh, that's one big, big skull. It's it's a big bone. Typically, the smaller bone breaks on the bigger bone. Right. And you, mm. you break your hand in the fight, and next thing you know, it's like great. Fighting with a broken hand, it's fantastic. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. I hope I don't word this weird for you, but I feel like. Do you know who Mike Trout is from the Angels? Do not. He's arguably the best player in Major League Baseball. Superstar. Okay. But he's on the Angels, and they never seem to win anything anymore. Mm -hmm. So he just isn't marketed the same way. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're the same. You win constantly. And you're just added to this card after it's already there. How do we market you better? How do I get the UFC to do that? I don't know. You got to talk to the, you know, I think the PR does a fantastic job. I think uh, it's hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it because I'm of your not, weight class, Demetrius? It's just that it, historically it, it could, we think of heavier well, weight classes. Well, let's, let's take a look. Let's take a step back. So when we look at marketing, right? When it looks at marketing, you look at what is uh, what gets a lot of clicks, what gets a lot of views, mm-hmm. and it, usually nowadays it's controversy, right? Mm-hmm. right. Controversy, drama, right? Uh, and so I'm not a drama type of person. You're just a good guy. I'm, I'm just a good guy. You know, I'm a family man. I'm a yeah. gamer. I'm a nerd. Uh-huh. As some people would say, <laughs> so you know, I, 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 last night I was like, all right, I got done working out. I had my dinner, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go play some World of Warcraft. And I was like, I'm gonna do PvP. I'm gonna do one PvP. And my buddy goes, Hey man, you wanna run a dungeon? I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go do it. Let's so go run is a that dungeon. your treat then? Is is 
doing that, playing games. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, yeah, I love playing video games. So my downtime, I love playing video games and, you know, surf the web. Uh-huh. Or Hey, Demetrius you know. has told us in the past that that's his plan post-UFC is to be a professional gamer, whoa, right? Whoa, 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 let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> professional gamers, those guys are actually good. Uh, you're, you know, you're good, though, aren't you? <laughs> well, I mean, not on that level. I mean, those guys put like 3,000 3, plus hours in a game. They just play one specific game. I enjoy, you know, video games. You know, for me to put 3,000 hours in one game, I'm sure I've done it. But mm-hmm. no, I don't think I've done that before. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a little absurd. Uh, Can you imagine, though, if your job were playing Fortnite, though? Could you imagine? I mean, they get pretty, pretty good if you win. <laughs> sure. So, I mean, I wouldn't be complaining about that. But Maybe we cut a fake video of you just screaming at me about asking that question. Then that goes viral. All of a sudden, you're kind of a bad boy. No, they don't be like, why is DJ yelling at this woman? She seems like a nice, she's not like a nice woman. DJ, DJ jump off the, the deep end. He's really, he's really trying to get views. I mean, if it's that person's personality, then it works. It fits. Yeah. But you see a lot yeah. of people out there. You can't fake it. You can't fake it. You know, so I'm not going to try to act like I'm somebody that I'm not. No, but you do win and continue winning and then Every win some more. Every single time. Yeah. And then win a and lot. You should and then be the biggest winning. star of this sport, is what we're saying. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel. And then a day, what? How do you define a star on the, how much money he makes, or what? What defines a person as a star, right? Like in my own right, I think I'm a star. You know, I can go out, you know, to the to the mall, and people are going to stop me, ask for pictures, and. So I'm happy where I'm at. You know, obviously we always want more. Right? Sure. We always want more. Sure. Trust me, I want the multi-billion dollar sponsorships and all that stuff. I at want what cost? that for you. Yeah, at what cost? You need, to you, be, you need to beat up a bus, man. That's how you make it these days. <laughs> <laughs> Start hitting the bus. I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> all right. We're, you went there. I don't want to run out of time with our friend Demetrius Johnson here on the Kevin Bean Show. Again, talking about UFC 227, which is going to be a co-headlining card, by the way. Two great, great fights. Uh, Ticketmaster.com to buy your tickets for this Saturday at Staples Center. Has there been any pressure on you to be a multiple weight champion no i mean a lot of people like ask, a lot of people ask me to do it but at the end of the day i'm focused on defending my belt at 125 and then if uh things work out the way i like it um and make me feel good about what i'm about to step into then absolutely it's going to happen but at the same time um i'm focused on being the champ you know now now that dc's you know the double champ now he's Everybody's saying, you got to defend one of the belts, blah, blah, blah. It's almost like I see more negativity from him being a double champ than the positivity. Because mm. everybody was like, that's well, crazy. Well, you think, what belt are you going to defend now? Sure. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, dude, <laughs> he, just, he just won it. Right. Let yeah. him relax You know, like, literally, I had a daydream that I won the belt. Like, both belts. I was like, yeah. <laughs> you guys do not know to take my 125. <laughs> that's the one that matters to you. That's literally, that's the first thing that happened. Right when you win something, I'm like, so what are you going to do now? It's of like, course, yeah. Can, can I go home and just <laughs> like look at both of them at least? So for me, it, it, I'm not really focused on that. I'm focused on Henry Sudo Saturday. Okay, that's my last question for you then. Is we know how much better you have you are since the last time you fought Henry. Yeah. How much better is he? I mean, we're gonna find out. I mean, I love how he and the whole entire thing. He goes, you know, I'm, I'm Henry Sudo. You know, this is a one once in a lifetime chance that I get. And again, uh, again, <laughs> and uh, I want I want to see how good you really are. Uh, it's been two years I've been training. What the hell you think I've been doing for two years? <laughs> I can tell what I've been doing for two years. Playing video games, training, and uh, take care of children. So, but I'm excited, man. Henry Sudo is a great guy. I have nothing against him. Uh, Phenomenal, you know, role model in the sport of mixed martial arts, a great ambassador. So I'm excited to get in there and fight him again and see how much he's improved. 
Well, we're excited to see it's Saturday night, August 4th, Stable Center. Why not see it in person since it's right here in Southern California? So get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com, or of course, if you don't, get it on the pay-per-view. And as I mentioned, it's a great double matchup because it's also Corey Garbrandt and TJ Dillashaw at the same time. So it's a great card. Mighty Mouse, we love you so much. Thank you so much for coming in. We'll do it again soon, all right? Sounds good. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. I want to see some naked When Blake brought that in, I didn't even think it was real. It wasn't going to be on the album, for no sure. No way, right? And it turned out to be your favorite song on the album. <laughs> um, we didn't technically build the pool this time around, by the way. The uh, Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino did. It's at the scene on the rooftop of the hotel. We are going to be there this weekend with you, the Kevin and Bean listeners, for the Built This Pool Singles Party, courtesy of the Happy Time Murders by the way, which is the most outrageous R-rated comedy this summer, it says here, hitting theaters on August the 24th. I know Allie's already bought her oh, tickets in awesome. advance. I've had it in my iCal three months. That's going to be real good. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about a uh, transportation and two-night hotel stay. This time around, we're looking for guys only. We did ladies earlier, one 800 and we're looking for your most embarrassing date experiences. Tony is up first, Santa Ana, to get us going. Hey, Tony. What's up? What's up? So you're on a date and something goes wrong. What happened? Well, I was on a date and uh, I was looking forward to it for a long time. And I finally got, you know, got plans to go out. And then I went to this bar and we both were pretty hammered. And then uh, long story short, went went in for the kill at the end of the night. You know, tongue down and everything. And I I couldn't help it. I just threw up. (laughs) You were kissing and you threw up? Yeah. That's uh, oh, that's that's in her no. that's in her mouth. That's Tony. Tony, how do you recover most, from uh, that? There is no recovery, and um, yeah, it was it was bad, and uh, yeah. <laughs> was that I, the last last date with her? Needless to say, I didn't see her again. Yeah, I assume so. Thank all right, all right, thank you. I mean, we did ask for embarrassing, right? Oh, right. Man. All right, let's try Simba, line four. Simba is his real name from Elisa Viejo. Hey, Simba. <laughs> what's up, Kevin Bean? Ali, what's going on? Hey. Well, good morning to you. What happened on your date? So, it's my second date with this girl. Things are going pretty well. So, she invites me up to her, to her apartment. I'm dropping off. She invites me up to her apartment. You know, we uh, start doing what grown-ups do, and things are getting hot and heavy, and the sushi that we ate before decided to say, hell no. Oh, and, no. Uh, yeah. So I quickly excused myself, and I, I just went to the bathroom, and I thought I could, I thought I could squeeze out real quick, but I proceeded to Jack Black the bathroom. Oh, no. <sighs> Jack Black is now yeah. a verb, by the way, thanks to his visit to the Kevin Jack Abitio Black last year. came here, went to the bathroom, stuck his head in, and said, you're going to need to call a plumber. <laughs> and <laughs> he wasn't being funny. We he called a plumber. It. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what do you do in that situation? You you're run in the bathroom, you're on a date. What do you do? I'm standing in the bathroom, completely embarrassed. Water is just coming out. And it's I mean, it's doo-doo water coming out of the I mean, we floor. understand why oh. <laughs> Simba needs to explain it. <laughs> What's going on? I just want to kind of color the situation for you. Right, we get it. But what we're asking is, after that happened, were you able to continue the date or not? Yes, but she was super cool about it. We laughed. We ran to, like, CVS or something, grabbed a plunger, and it became a pretty cool experience. And, uh, yeah, uh, all I can say is this was a success. 
Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we have a winner. Am I right about that? Simba, I, if it's okay with you guys, I think we're going to be Sim- sure. Simba at the party. All right. Congratulations, yeah. my friend. We will see you this week, and we're looking forward to meeting you, but not shaking your hand. Thanks for calling. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. Where's, uh, where's Muggs? Is he going to come in and do his thing? I don't have the answer to that. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like it was time. All right, well, maybe we'll catch hmm. it at the end, right after Allie does what's happening here on K-Rock. Uh, just a reminder, National Avocado Day, I need everyone to celebrate responsibly. Okay. We can't have avocado hands sending tons of people to the ER again. Just be careful. Wear a big glove. Right. Have someone not white cut your avocado for you. <laughs> white person problem? Seems to be a white person mm-hmm. problem. Did you see the, I can't put my finger on it right now, but did you see the tweet from the listener who injured herself with uh, cutting an avocado just last night? No. And she tuned in today and she knew we we're going to be mocking people because you of avocado that? day. You see that? You see how white people do? Mm-hmm. Oh, here it is. Here it is. It's uh, on Twitter at Make It Awesome. Sliced my finger cutting an avocado last night. So listening to Kevin and Bean this morning was a real treat. <laughs> Hashtag avocado hand. <laughs> no. Be careful, white people. Seriously. It really is a thing. When I said there was an uptick in ER visits because of how popular avocados had become with what I thought Yeah, I thought of, you were just making stuff no, up. No, more of as kind of a millennial type of food, avocado toast, that type of thing. I thought, well, okay, maybe it does make sense because they're younger. They're probably not cooking as much. They're not using knives as much. So right. you cut yourself more when you're first learning how to use a knife, right? Sure. So it all kind of made sense. And then when we found that study in New Zealand... <laughs> I was like, my God, it's a worldwide phenomenon. <laughs> it's a problem, you guys. It I'm just saying, celebrate responsibly. We we need you here, alive, I mean, with all your digits. Sure. All right. Um, if you are just waking up and you heard news that Alex Trebek might be gone soon, not dead, um, he just is saying that there's a 50-50% chance and a little less that he'll stay on board when his contract expires in two years. He has been the host of Jeopardy, you guys, since 1984. Wow. That's incredible, right? He's sure good at it. He's real good at it. It's just, it's it's like second nature. You don't even think of him as hosting anything. It's just, he's there. Hey, Ari, do you think he's really smart or do you think we could all be smug a-holes if we had the answers given to us? I think a little bit of both, but he's got the answers in front of him. He's not right. writing those questions. No, right, of course sure. not. Of course right. not. But he always acts like the contestants are big dummies because they don't know it and he does. But it's because they've given him the answers. I just wondered if you think he's actually, like if, if, if Alex Trebek played Jeopardy, how would he do as a contestant? I wonder if he question. ever has, like in any special or something. I don't think I don't think I've ever heard of that. But yeah. how about he plays Jeopardy against other trivia hosts, like uh, your guy, Rudinsky guy, oh, Scott Rogalski? Him. Yeah. I prefer to call him Rudinsky. <laughs> <laughs> but you get all the trivia guys together to play a trivia game. I don't and hate we're that. like, suck it. Let's see if any of you are actually good at this. I don't oh. hate it. That sounds good. That, that would be a, a, a different kind of tournament of champions. Listen, that was my idea. If I see this on Netflix, on mm-hmm. Game Show Network, anywhere. Right. Mine. Mine. I, um... 
that would be a, a very highly sought-after hosting job, being a host of Jeopardy. Somebody who stands to make a lot of money and have a long, long career if they're good at it. Absolutely. Harvey Levin asked him, do you think of anyone that could be a replacement? And this is what Alex Trebek said. I mentioned to our producer not so long ago that the fellow that does play-by-play for the L.A. Kings, they should consider him. Referring to Alex Faust that took over for Bob Miller. Mm-hmm. I bet the Kings are like, lay off! Hey, we, we just, just hired him. We just hired him. We see a long future with Alex. He also said there is an attorney, Laura Coates. She's African-American, and she appears on some of the cable news shows from time to time. Hmm. I mean... Again, though, if yeah. you have all of the answers in front of you, how hard can it be? Well, you have to be able to... Rafe talk, Rafe talk. Here we go, talking that safe talk. My swag, different. My bag, different. My wife, Beyonce, I brag, different. Special cloth top, major key. I mean, can, yeah. can King, King's guy do that? <laughs> I don't he have the major keys? Anyone can. That's, that's <laughs> that is pure magic. Pure magic. Plus, who else, when you get to know the contestants after the first round, and then you chit-chat with them, who else is going to completely dismiss people in the smug way that yeah. Alex can? <laughs> He's that so you smug. literally think, oh, my soul just died watching this. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. They're in What would we right do, now. baby, without us? It's a good, mm-hmm. good question, Alex. Mm-hmm. Great question. They're in repeats right now, and I'm just, I'm bummed. Because you've seen them all? All of them. Really? All of them. I love Jeopardy so much. I used to watch it with my grandfather. That was like our bonding time. And then mm-hmm. we'd shout out the answer. And then he'd be so mad if I shouted it out. But I didn't an- ask it or answer it in the form, in the of, a form of a question. Yeah. So then he'd deduct money I didn't even have. It's insane. <laughs> That's a woman for you. That's what I'm saying, right? I feel like your whole family's a little nuts. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hey, Dan Reynolds, Imagine Dragons, we love him. He announced that his Love Loud Festival over the weekend was a rousing success. The event was held in Salt Lake City. It's the second year in a row, and it reached its goal of raising $1 million for LGBTQ and organizations like the Trevor Project. So, way to go. The lineup this year, Imagine Dragons, Zed, Linkin Park's Mark, uh, Mike Shinoda, Neon Trees, Tyler Glenn. I just realized whoever wrote this put Mark Shinoda. Great. Wow. He's good, too, though. He's really <laughs> good. discount Mark. That's not. <laughs> um, and then he had speakers as well. Apple CEO Tim Cook. Wow. Julianne Huff. Tegan of Tegan and Sarah. I mean, come on. It's becoming quite the thing. Fighting the Mormon church doesn't seem easy, it however. doesn't seem easy. No. And... If you haven't seen his documentary, Believer, which premiered on HBO in June, it's well worth taking a look at this because up until, what, a couple weeks before, tickets were not selling to their event last year, and he was nervous. And then the Mormon church came out and made an announcement about the show and how they... Said it was okay. It was okay. They're working on inclusivity, that type of thing. Sold out in a second. And then the Mormon church changed. And said, you know, no. that whole thing about in- yeah. inclusive? No, that's... Still not ready. That's not us. We're still not ready so much. <laughs> so, ugh. And if you're just waking up wondering why Alan Alda is trending on Twitter, he has revealed that he has Parkinson's disease. The award-winning actor said he was diagnosed with the disease three and a half years ago, but says, I've had a full life since then. I've acted. I've given talks. I help at the Alda Center for Communicating Science in Stony Brook. At Stony Brook, I started this new podcast started a podcast. 
Right. I want to hear the Alan Alda podcast. I, I assume you can. Uh, he's doing interviews, right? Celebrity interviews. Sure. Sure. But know. you talk about it as if it's not available. I assume if he's doing a yeah. podcast. It... I'm just saying, you started a new podcast okay. with Alan Alda. Everyone right. has a podcast. Right. And I I like it. Okay. He's keeping busy. Right. He's not letting a disease slow him down. That's what I'm saying, mm-hmm. Kevin. Right, I hear you. <sighs> Some birthdays for you before we get to Muggs, who's fallen asleep over there. J.K. Rowling, Dean Kane, B.J. Novak, Rico Rodriguez, Mark Cuban, M. Shadows, Will Champion, and Fat Boy Slim. And that's what's happening. Hey, Bear Mug. Good morning, you guys. Are you going to come out to the uh, Hot Topic stop number seven today? You know it. Every minute of it. <laughs> Where are you going to be? <laughs> that sounded enthusiastic, Bean. We're going to be at 9301 Tampa Avenue in Northridge, California. The Northridge Fashion Center Hot Topic. We have more System of a Down tickets, more Rise Against tickets, more Demon Days tickets, more CDs, more T-shirts, and of course the brand new K Rock summer sticker, uh, the new Gorilla sticker, which is it's during summer. So yeah, it is a summer sticker. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> who, who woke up mugs and why? Right. <laughs> the uh, limited edition K Rock Gorilla sticker is available at all SoCal Hot Topic locations. But as Mugs mentions, he'll be at the Hot Topic at the Northridge Fashion Center today from one till three with additional prizes. While you're there, get your sticker. Look on the back. Get all the details on how to win the Intimate Show with. The band for you and your friends. Also a 2019 Honda Fit. That's a new car, don't you know? And a $500 Hot Topic gift card. Uh, you still having people like lick the sweat off your brow and things like that for prizes? Oh you know, it's been a little cooler. It's cooling off in the valley, so uh, not so much Doesn't sweat. Doesn't stop you from sweating. Not so much sweat, but I'm bribing people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bribing people with food now. So if, you oh. know, you have some something tasty, bring it by, because I'm hungry during those You're things. You're not bribing oh, them with food. They're bribing uh, you. They're bribing me. Yeah. I don't know how bribery we Who were. woke up mugs <laughs> and why? <laughs> That's a great question. All right, thank you, Bugs. <laughs> the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with a commercial-free drive home today at 5. Tomorrow morning on an all-new Kevin and Bean show, we got Susan Michael. She's going to stop by. She's going to talk about Kevin. She's going to make... She's going to make stupid puns like it's perfect. And, I love oh, how much it annoys just you. Just the worst. <laughs> And we also have tickets for the singles party and whatnot. So if you have a cat, call tomorrow. us and you can go to the singles party. Nope. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.